We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy, Dan. Dan, how are you holding up, my friend? Hey, man, you lived. You lived through some toasted ravioli and some pro some pro bell cheese, and you made it back to us, dude. Welcome back to the mainland. I did. I'm not going to lie. I ate exactly zero toasted raviolis and zero Provel cheese when I was there. So I'm not sure I had an actual St. Louis experience. Okay. But I did. I had a vegan hot dog. I didn't have a vegan hot dog. Although I'm going to look, we'll get to this game. Oh. And then I'll talk about the game day experience at City Park, as it's called. No, it's uh, not called that anymore, dude. It's called Sunday Park. Oh, that's right. Well, actually, City Park, everything's capitalized. So it's just City Park. Park. Oh, God. Too much. So it's all one word, all capitalized. Uh, but, uh, no, uh, Hey, I look, I'm not going to be a fan of St. Louis city SC. That's for damn sure. But uh, yeah, I'll give some props where props are due and you know, 13 weeks into their existence, they're still doing the game day experience. Correct. Hey, so, that's good. That's all you can ask for, especially as a visiting supporter, uh, just to enjoy their facilities. So yeah, that's pretty so, cool. We'll, we'll get into all that, but yeah, no, no toasted wraps. No Provel cheese. I did eat at a place called Max Local Eats, I think it was called, and uh, had a really good burger with some pimento cheese on there, some fried green tomatoes, some really good French fries. You know, had had a couple of libations there of the local okay. variety. And uh, libations. It was good. Now, I will say one thing that Sporting Kansas City has over St. Louis SC, and this is just because of the location of the stadium, I guess, is parking is a goddamn nightmare. And that city uh-huh. and at that stadium, it's not free anywhere. And the stadium's in the middle of downtown. 
So it's not like there's any designated stadium parking. So is it for real downtown? Like how how far is it from the arch? Like six blocks. Oh, no shit. Okay. It's right across the street from St. Louis Union Station. People were parked. And this is what made it worse. There was Dodgers Cardinals at the Cardinals Park, like five blocks away. There was Sporting KC versus St. Louis City at City Park. And then there was some country concert because I saw all the girls walking around with their uh, cowboy boots going to some concert somewhere. And it was like seven blocks away. So everybody was congregating all at the same time in downtown St. Louis. The only places to park were garages that had been booked up like weeks ago. So I get over there to Union Station where someone told me I could park. And they're trying to get $45 damn dollars to park at Union Station for event parking. So I lied, even though I was wearing my soccer capital of America shirt. They're like, what are you here for? And I was like, I'm just visiting Union Station. She was like, okay. So she gave me a ticket. But then I just paid for a ticket to go to the aquarium inside Union Station and got that shit validated. So it cost me $25 and I got to go see some fish instead of $45. But it's still $25. That's still $25 too much than I want to pay. I would have figured it out, bro. I would have went to like some motel and <laughs> and I would have and I would have Ubered to the stadium for like five bucks or some shit, you know? Yeah, but like, then you'd have to get that Uber surge pricing after because you got a Cardinals game ending at the same time. You got a concert ending at the same time. And And then it took me 45 minutes to get out of the parking lot. And then I drove home that night and got back home that night. 315 in the morning. Oh, no, dude. The (laughs) thing is, (laughs) no, it's when you get out. If you're if you're a mile away, you can walk that shit. That ain't nothing. You can walk. I got if it's if it's a 30 minute or less walk. I'm in. Let's hit it. Unless it's scary. If there's if it's a scary area. Well, area. I'm not. I don't know. Ascaria. I don't know enough about. Excuse me. St. Louis's geography, or yeah, anything to know. Like, am I in a decent area or not? So I was like, whatever. I'll just pay for the. I kind of wanted to go see the aquarium anyway because Mm. that's my thing. Yeah, you're fish guy. I'm a fish guy. You're a merman. I got to see the cute little otters getting eaten, and the whole time. Spoiler. Doing what? The only. Sorry, eating. They were not getting eaten. Oh. You just ruined aquariums for a minute. Freudian slip. No. Well, here's what happens. Here's why I was sad. Spoiler alert, Guardians of the Galaxy. All I could think of looking at these cute little otters was about Lila and the fate of her. Right. So, and I was like, oh, these poor little creatures. So, So, aquarium made you cry. I did get to feed a stingray. You sell that feeding stingrays? They just trust you for that? They just gave me a fish and I held it down and it's like a vacuum. It like came over my hand and just like sucked it out of my hand. Do you like that? I mean, it was fine. I was, I've never done it before. You've never done it? I also got to stick my hand in a tank and like 74 fish came up and started like giving me like a little natural like what? manicure. So I don't like that. Oh man, I don't like that. You got to try it. Nah, I don't got to try it. I don't like getting in lakes, dude. I don't like stuff touching my little tootsies and I'm, okay. I'll lose my mind. Yeah. Well, it was fun. When I was in, uh, was it Aruba? They had a thing where you could put your feet in like a pond and the fish would come do it to your feet. So, um, so people with foot fetishes can go on in there and <laughs> sure. get there, scratch their itch. Yeah. I gotcha. Obviously, everything outside of the game itself was the best experience to my in my trip to St. Louis. Hey, so. St. Louis is a good time, man. They, they had good vegan food. We ate a couple times and uh, we went up there for Royal Rumble a couple years ago. So yeah. that was a hell of a time. Well, dude, I would normally, this is normally the part where we'd say, hey, we got some reviews to read, but actually we have about nine emails 
that just came pouring in and there is zero way to read all these because they long thank you nice they're all long they're all nice and i appreciate every single one of you so yeah adam uh thank you for an email Uh, john thank you for an email chip thank you for an email alex thank you for an email brent thank you for an email like we got a lot of like very long emails that are detailed as to like here are all my thoughts um chips and And praise and praise for us praise there's some praise there's lots of praise um chip sent like a whole spreadsheet of data that's chip for you i know the (laughs) i know the guy so it's uh it was great there were a lot of people um you know maybe we'll we'll get to some of them they were they were we asked last week hey what would you have to do to not be vermies out if you are vermies out i can tell you none of them said lose four zero to st louis so there's that um but yeah we appreciate all of you uh there seems to be a theme and uh we're in trouble um you know it were the seattle minnesota lafc games kind of fool's gold and the rest of it is a representative sample uh kind of people thinking that vermese has to not just make the playoffs but make a deep run to like the conference semifinals or finals at least for them to sort of start thinking otherwise and some people were like honestly we could win an mls cup and i still might think hey it's time to start thinking about the future even if it worked out this year is that the best long-term play which i think is an interesting uh place to be as well so Anywho, thank you all so much for the email, for the yeah. praise. Um, we appreciate all of you. Uh, one I will read, uh, you know, from Adam. I thought this was, was kind of cool because I know we, we read reviews on here. So I'll, I'll read this one. It's the very last paragraph of his email. He goes, like my sports teams, all I want from my SKC podcast is to hear a discussion that thoughtfully considers the team from more than one point of view. It's even better when I stop walking my dog suddenly worried that something is amiss and I find myself shaking or nodding my head. Both reactions are equally good and y'all deliver on both counts. Thanks for the consistent and numerous episodes. I look forward to them every week. There it is. So, appreciate you, Adam. Uh, hey, we know that not everybody always agrees with our takes. Some people do, some people don't. Um, we have an interesting style, but uh, it seems to resonate with a lot of people. So we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, who have come out on mass to support us and meet us. I got I met a couple, like three or four different people came up to me in St. Louis and they're like, Oh, Jimmy, we love the podcast. Um, one of them was Jake Reed who did not say we love the podcast. I just said, hello, my name is Jimmy. Uh, I do a podcast called no other pod. And he simply just said, I know who you are. And then stared at me. So, That's odd, bro. That's <laughs> odd. That scared me a little bit. I kind of wish you would have like shook his hand, <laughs> stared right in his eyes and said, and I know you. Yeah, I should. <laughs> this is why I need you there in those situations because I'm too awkward. Well, but. dude, i i got a i got a uh, i got called on at the KC Current game that night. Uh, I think a guy who who was working he had sporting stuff on, but he was down on the lower level, and we're we're front row, south stand area. And I hear this guy kind of uh, yell, "Hey, hey, Dan, Dan, Daniel, or something." And this guy is like down in the corner of this. The, the floor area, he has grabbed a chair and he is like Rapunzeling me, like low, low down your hair. Like he's just, he's right there. He's Rapunzeling me. And this guy, his name is Tyler. And he just wanted to say, you know, he knows me from the podcast, you know, uh, and, and said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not Dan out or anything like that. So, <laughs> uh, and I was just like, dude, great, great to meet you. Uh, yeah. freaked me out for a minute, but great to meet you. 
<laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Hey, it, we always like when people come up and, and tell us their listeners or um, or enjoy the show or, or, or let us know what it is they like about it. it. It sort of helps us continue to to get better. So we appreciate all of you and, and thank you for for listening um, and for coming and talking to us. And neither of us had somebody come up to us in the bathroom this time. So yeah, that's... no bathroom time. Step it up. What's up? What's going on? <laughs> um, we do have two games to talk about this week. One of them obviously went better than the other. Uh, unfortunately, that first one against LAFC doesn't feel quite as good now as it did maybe on Thursday. But I still think it's worth talking about because this is sort of, I think we've felt the whole gambit of emotions that you can feel as a sporting KC fan in 2023 in the span of like three days. Because Gambit, is that, is that I did say Gambit. Yes, is that how you're supposed to say like the superhero? I thought it was uh, Gambit. Well, it might be. I thought it was Gambit, but you know what? It could be. Let's do. Uh, Let's look at. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, well, dude, yeah. this is. It's like uh, I'll be at your beck and call. Is it becking call or beck and call? Yeah, you know it's uh, it's definitely Gambit. G-A-M-U-T, and I said gambit, which is not yeah. the same word. So thank you. You just got grammared by the coos. <laughs> I did. Shout out to Jordan, our producer, sending us the definition on the spot. This is top quality <laughs> producing. Gambit, a device, action, or opening remark, typically one entailing a degree of risk that is calculated to gain an advantage. Slash card thrower. <laughs> Slash X-Men. Um, so yeah, there I learned something new. Or span the whole gamut, um, but yeah. I don't, after I don't correct you, I don't. This is weird. I, I should buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, go out. You might be a, a millionaire by this time next week. <laughs> um, yeah, we 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 felt the whole range of emotions. How about that? Uh, that you could feel as a sporting KC fan uh, this week because Thursday, I think there was a group of people that were like, "Is this starting to get back on track?" And I think it was fair to ask the question definitely no definitive answers after the LAFC game but right we were on this podcast last week basically saying we're gonna lose that game I was like oh, if we yeah. could draw that would be amazing but we're probably gonna lose yo we could have won that game like it's that it was that we should have won that game right we were pretty good and I just feel that uh like I, someone was quoted from LAFC saying that that's the toughest team they've played mm-hmm I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, are you kidding me?" Like, you, yeah. that's weird. Pretty sure it was uh, um, Dennis Buanga, their goal scorer. The goal scorer, yeah, who has a hell of a shot, by the way. Big leg. Oh my god, freaking rocket! Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, I, I certainly didn't expect a draw. Uh, I, I usually don't come out of a draw feeling excited, but I was feeling okay. Here's this nine thirty game. I'm gonna stay up till midnight tonight sure. and. For a freaking loss, it's gonna suck. What am I doing to myself? But I stayed up for a draw, and I was right. I was jazzed for a draw for the first time in a long time. Well, and the lineup that game was was a pretty decent lineup. There wasn't a ton of changes between that game and the St. Louis game, a, a, a few. But again, Shally, Polito, Russell, first choice front three, Voltaire, Rodoya, Eric, Tommy, arguably the first choice midfield. People can go back and forth on Tommy and Kinda, but Voltaire, Rodoya, and then Tommy or Kinda, first choice midfield. In Denbe, Fontas, Rosero, and Jake Davis. Pretty solid back line. You know, some people think Davis is the new first choice right back. I think it's probably a little premature to say that in totality because he's still out of position. It's been a few games. I want to see it more. But 
the the big question mark was Kendall McIntosh in goal, um, even though he's performed very well at times. You know, Tim Ely is dealing with a quad injury, I believe it is, and Pulse Camp uh, just wasn't in the team selection. And I think we all thought, you know, maybe that was going to be who went there, but uh, a, a pretty decent lineup. And then it took all of what thirteen minutes for Buanga to to go and put. LAFC ahead and I mean I don't know what your thoughts were but I was watching the first you know 10-15 minutes of this game and the thing that stood out to me is LAFC just seemed very fast compared to yeah. SKC very <laughs> and they would attack up the middle and you know this this goal still kind of went down the flank down the right side um, but it was a cutback pass to Buanga they had numbers running into the box surprise Buanga got a free shot McIntosh maybe should have saved it and went right underneath him, but yeah. Buanga shot. Could say so that about the goal we scored. Yes, same Absolutely. deal. But uh, Buanga's shot was just so powerful. Thirteenth minute, LAFC goes ahead in LA, and uh, my first thought is, okay, here we go, buckle in. It's going to be a long night. Nah, I wasn't, dude. I stayed positive the whole time because we were still moving. We were still moving the ball, kicking it from side to side. Things were good. You text me and you said, it's going to be a long night. And I said, let's not be so hasty you did. because we're looking very good despite being down right now. Yeah. Dan so the optimist David, doesn't often come out. Doesn't often come out, dude. I just, I needed something, something good, right? Like Casey Current lost earlier in the evening, uh, a heartbreaker of a game. Uh, and then this, this happened. I was like, just, just draw this team on the road. Like that'd be amazing. It would be. Yeah. Now, the impressive thing about this game, how many times have we seen this season, or even in the past season, Sporting KC goes down early, and they kind of lose all resolve. They just kind of give up, and even Johnny Russell commented on it earlier this year. We give up an early goal, we make a mistake, everybody's heads go down, we start dragging, we start feeling like, oh, here we go again, and then it just kind of spirals. You need somebody to step up. In the 20th minute, Johnny Russell himself, the captain, kind of did that. And I was getting ready to be critical in this moment because Remy Voltaire kind of drives into the box. Then he passes back to Johnny. And it felt like almost what had been happening earlier in the year was happening again, where they were waiting for the exact perfect window to shoot. And if Johnny would have taken, let that ball roll another half foot, one more foot, he would have totally missed his opportunity to shoot. But at the very last second, he fires it on goal. And kind of like you said, it just kind of goes underneath the keeper. And I kind of wonder if the keeper was thinking the same thing I did. He seemed surprised that Johnny shot from that angle. So like, yeah, just right between his legs. Unbelievable, dude. You, you got to take those shots if you're Johnny. I mean, because he's going to put them on target and make some magic happen. He had three defenders on him. You mm-hmm. watch them. They're, they're like in a little triangle there. They got him covered. So yeah. no one, I don't know. I'd love to see the percentage of, of uh, conversion on a shot like that, because it's not high. Oh, no, the XG for that shot was was not high. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it wasn't it wasn't great. Uh, yeah. But he did it. He did it. And and yeah. So suddenly, okay, twenty minutes in, we're back into this. And then uh, in in the eighty fifth minute, when I don't know about you, I once it got to like sixty minutes, I could start to taste the draw. I was like, holy shit, this is a distinct possibility. Mm. And then the like existential dread set in that was like there's still 30 minutes left and this is LAFC and we're on the road like they very likely could score and in the 85th minute 
Ryan Hollingshead gets the ball, uh, puts it past McIntosh in a beast of a shot off his left foot, upper netting into the net, and you're like, well, there it is. That's the winner. It kind of hit off the top of the bar. Kind of hit off underneath the crossbar. There's no way McIntosh could have saved it. You're like, damn, 2-1, 85th minute. There goes our point. This sucks. Until our good old friend, Mr. Video Review. He came on in, and he said offside. Unbelievable. You got to love it. You got to love it. I was looking at the review. I didn't know they were going to overturn it because I was like, they don't have that shot right down the angle. I don't know if they're going to be able to say it or not because how many, I mean, we've seen a few times where it sure looks like the player's offside, but they don't have that angle directly down the line, so they can't definitively say. But we got lucky. We got lucky right there because that's Mm -hmm. a dagger at the death, dude. Like, that would have been done. And then we almost stole it, like you said, just moments later in stoppage time. I think Afrifa had a chance. Um, Marinos Janis had a chance. And then Gotti Kinda had a chance. And I don't know how either Janis or Kinda didn't get this in the back of the net. We would have smashed and grabbed three points, and it would have been incredible. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then you would have thrown away this St. Louis result because you'd be like, screw it, we beat LAFC, you know? I would have been feeling a lot better than I'm feeling now. I still would feel pretty crappy right now, but I would have been feeling a lot better. But, well, we're going to break down that game because I, I I don't feel all that crappy, and I'll let you know why. Oh, interesting. Okay, how's that for a tease? Well, yeah. we're going to throw it to a break here, and when we come back, Dan will tell you why he does not feel crappy after losing 4-0 to, in the inaugural game to your arch rival. So we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right. We are back. So we'll... You know how you're going to send us a break? You're going to send us a break like that? Making me <laughs> making me seem foolish? I didn't say it's foolish. You make me seem foolish. The tease. You, you watch First Take. You know how they tease it. 
They got a, you know, there's a hot take coming up. Is there? I don't Chris, know. Mad Dog Russo is going to yell at Stephen A. Smith and they're going to argue about which point guard was the best from 1967. So come on back because that's a, that's a hot topic. <laughs> yes, exactly. But uh, it's, look, the St. Louis game obviously didn't go as well as we had hoped, but there was it was such an interesting dynamic in the days leading up to this game because mm. even though these two teams haven't played, at least online, there was like organic tensions that were starting to develop that Sporting KC's legal department, I think, sort of like unintentionally fanned the flames of uh, because they went after this St. Louis podcast with sort of a copyright claim that was calling them. Again? Or no, it's the same, same deal. Oh, okay. Same podcast. Um, but they just, they had never replied to the original email oh. from SKC's legal department. And they sent another one that I saw was screenshotted on Twitter that said something to the effect of, are you going to change your name or will we have to take further action? Yeah, And so they ended up changing it from the Soccer Capital of America podcast to River City Ramble, which I actually think is kind of a decent podcast name. They didn't change it immediately before? I don't think so, no. Oh. So, because at first, I mean, they were like, eh, what are you going to do? What and are you going to do? They were like, we're going to send know. another CCU assist letter. <laughs> you can so, take legal action and you're you're nothing. You're independent podcasters. Right. So they did end up changing their name, but this kind of like stoked the flames of like, Ah, big bad sport in Kansas City trying to take down independent podcaster and and, yeah. and a rallying cry for a lot of St. Louis fans. There yeah, were articles written about it in the St. Louis press. So you say you got to beat somebody. You got to beat, beat someone. You can't beat the team. Beat the podcasters. Exactly. Um, so that kind of became this talking point on top of what already is like this Can- Kansas City St. Louis rivalry. Look, I'm not from. Kansas City originally. You're from Topeka, right? Sure. So have you bought in or throughout your life, have you been aware or felt this like Kansas City versus St. Louis kind of tension that exists? Or was that even outside of you? Never have. Uh, I didn't really know it was a thing until now, which I'm fine. I buy into it. You know, Royals and Cardinals uh, weren't even in the same freaking uh, uh, league. Sure. You know, they're American League, National League. So it's like they hardly play each other. Yeah. Uh, and Chiefs, you know, then the Chiefs Chiefs are rivals with Broncos and Raiders. Right. You know, so. Same deal. Chiefs were AFC West. Rams, even in St. Louis, were NFC West. Exactly. You so. hardly played. So, but now that we will inevitably play this team, by the way, three times this year. It's a lot. You're going to have a distinct, like, even if we beat them once, you're going to have a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So. That's exciting. It, it'll be interesting to see who these two teams are here in about a couple months when they play again. Yeah. Because both of them have been very inconsistent these past few weeks. Well, St. Louis went on a bit of a slide before they played us. They started off yeah. real hot, 5-0-0, best start in expansion history for an yeah. MLS team. Then they went on a bit of a skid right as we were getting better. They were missing Joao Klaus, their best player, their striker, who keeps having defenders pass him the ball directly. Didn't matter because they had an amazing goalkeeper. They had B- Roman Berkey from oh, Borussia oh. Dortmund. I mean, you can see why this dude was atop the Bundesliga. Dude it, is amazing. I couldn't even. I couldn't even be mad. I was just was no. Crazy. Honestly, there were a couple saves he made, like that one against Johnny Russell at the very end, where he like dives out of nowhere and punches it away, and he gets up and he's just screaming. I'm Ooh. sitting there and I'm just like, what am I gonna do? 
He's screaming at his people for even yeah. letting him get a shot off. And the thing is, we talked all year about how we just keep shooting at the goalkeeper, shooting at the goalkeeper. Well, we weren't. We weren't shooting at the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper was just looking amazing in the stops he had. Yeah, no, there, there were... The John East one? The John East one at the end? Maybe Ooh. it was John East that I'm thinking of. Yeah, it... Yeah. it uh, there were a couple of looks that Sporting Casey had. It wasn't a lot, but they had some looks. And, and Berkey, I mean, he's had some ups and downs this year. But, I mean, like I said, there was a reason that for a while he was the number one keeper on Borussia Dortmund. Is he but, DP for them? Oh, that's a great question. I think he might technically be. Because didn't we make fun of them for having their DP be a keeper? Yeah, because that's not normally something that you see. Yeah, so I think that's something we would have done. I think that is something that, because that, they're not using all three of their DP slots either, which again, kind of like, well, that also sucks. Like we have our three DP slots and, uh, you know, we are playing the way we are. They're not even using all of them. They're not listing who designated players are on their roster, which is annoying. Uh, Klaus, I'm pretty sure, is a designated player, but uh, I don't know if Berkey is or not. Mm. But either way, he's a fantastic player. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, well, this says he's not a designated player. He also okay. played, he played a year in MLS Next Pro, which seems not fair. Oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> let you know. Let me tell you why. We shouldn't be mad about this, for one. Yeah. And I, I want to just kind of throw it away. Sure, we got blown out. Sure, it was our rivals. Everyone's pumped. The excitement's thrilling, right? We played Wednesday. They didn't play Wednesday. That's one. I'm not using that as an excuse, but that matters, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't even come home. We went straight to St. Louis. I don't know what that sure. does for legs. I know as a normal person, if I'm on a plane for a bit, mm-hmm. I got heavy legs. And I'm yep. not a professional athlete. Yep. So... These goals that they scored, we handed it to them. Fontas passed it right to them. Uh, uh, Another one, Gotti Kinda like got murdered, and they just like slide tackled it away from him. Uh, Another, it 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 was in our own third. They just kept taking the ball from us. So it's Mm -hmm. like they didn't do anything spectacular. The only thing that was spectacular was their goalkeeper. So I want to throw this away. I want to see how we do against Portland this Sunday because that's a big one. So I'm... The, the one part I will push back on when you said they didn't do anything spectacular, it was just their goalkeeper. And it's hard to know if this is really on St. Louis for doing something like this or if this is just more of an indictment of Sporting Kansas City. They pressed the hell out of Sporting KC and we could not figure out how to get out from under it to save our damn lives. They had two or three players around the ball at all times, no matter where it was on the field. They looked faster, which again, this is concerning that two games in a row, the other teams have looked faster. But this isn't surprising. St. Louis has kind of been known for this pressing style, not to the extent they did against Sporting Kansas City, but this is what they've done all year. And I feel like, this, I would say, is maybe on Vermees for not figuring out, if nothing else, an in-game adjustment. Sporting Kansas City likes to play out of the back. And yeah. it, seemed, it seemed like we knew that. And we have Andre Fontes, who's not the most athletic center back, and Danny Rosero, who has moments where he looks brilliant, and other moments where I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Because he takes crazy risks at times. So you have these two center backs who are trying to play out of the back, 
St. Louis is pressing the hell out of us. You got a goalkeeper who's not typically back there and looked rattled at times against St. Louis. And it caused some real problems. And uh, it, it we just never adjusted to it and didn't know how to break it. They didn't create anything like in the run of play. They just pressured the crap out of us until we gave up the ball. Right. That's good. Well, good on them. They did something defensively, but their offense wasn't some like hot ball of fire. No. Yeah. I mean, so their first goal came off of a controversial penalty decision. Penalty. So we're not even going to mention that. That was seventeenth minute. Nemanja Rodoya, and he instantly said no. And I was down. I was sitting in above that goal, and I saw it. And my first reaction is, there's not a chance in hell that that's a penalty. And they reviewed and it, right? That well, supposedly. VAR supposedly always takes a look, but they did not signal down to Chris Pencil to take a, a, a look. Uh-huh. And I am looking at the highlight right now. I've watched it multiple times. I do not see an angle. I have not seen an angle yet that gives me any sort of indication that that's a penalty. I think I saw Mike Kuhn on Twitter say they maybe showed one angle on the broadcast they didn't initially show like later in the game that showed a little bit of contact. But I don't see anything that indicates it's a penalty. And Peter Ramiz agrees because after he was like, it's just simply not a penalty. But well, the thing is, if uh, <laughs> it's different, if we lose one nil, I the, the fact that we didn't, I'm just like, OK, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Penalty, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucked. Um, and then the second goal, uh, Gotti Kinda gets taken out. Um, which maybe could have been a penalty on its own. Uh, and then Indiana Vasilev, which is a wild name, uh, he kicks the ball straight at Kendall McIntosh, who probably should have saved it, but it goes right underneath him in the 25th minute. So at that point, it's 2-0, and uh, I'm not feeling great. And then in the 56th minute, um, we have Nicholas Giacchini, who I believe is from Kansas City, chips the hell out of... Kendall McIntosh in in a pretty gorgeous goal. And then uh, Andre Ufantas running way the hell up into the offensive uh, half who then gives the ball away. And then again, it's Giacchini to Vasilev uh, for the second, or no, I guess it's not Giacchini, but it's Vasilev who puts the ball away for the fourth goal uh, easily. And it's 4-0. And at that point I was just laughing. Yeah, not fun, man. I, I was getting my updates at the KC Current game. Uh, uh, you know, when I heard it was 2-0 and a half, I was like, okay, I, that's fine. That is fine. If you're down 2-0, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. We, we can come back. And then it was three before we even got home. And I, I, do, I was able to turn on the last 40 minutes of the game when we got home mm-hmm. and uh, saw that final goal. And I was like, whew, glad everyone made the trip down there to – to witness this bloodbath because that sounds terrible it just i i tweeted this out at one point there was a part of me that it reminded me of the portland game early in the year last year that ultimately ended 7-2 but it was kind of like once the floodgates opened it just continued to pour and there was nothing we could do about it this was the first edition of what's supposed to be your biggest rival. And yeah, you can argue, well, they haven't played each other. How can they be, really be rival? St. Louis looked like they were treating this as a rivalry game and sporting Kansas city looked like they were not. And, and that's disheartening from a team mentality standpoint, even if they were tired. Yeah. I mean, I'm, they're never going to use tired as an excuse. Uh, 
Well, they kind of did say that a couple yeah. times. They did say, you know, and even like media people are, are saying like, well, they didn't have to play midweek. And it's like, so what, man? I don't know if the score is that much different if we even had the week off. I don't know. The the social post after the game was done yeah. said something like uh, our two-week five-match stretch closes in STL, which I wasn't making, a huge fan Making of. sure you knew, making right. sure you knew how many games they played and how often they played them. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, I think Peter Vermees maybe mentioned it uh, at one point, um, you know, saying that we we had to make a few changes to get some freshness in the group. Um, but I don't know. What, what was interesting is one of the things that Jake Reed did say to me outside of scaring me when he was like, I know who you are and then staring at me is he even mentioned pregame, he goes, I wish MLS wouldn't have given us a midweek match and and not them because I would I would have thought they would have, want, would have wanted the first edition of this game to be both teams on fresh legs. I do think that's a fair criticism of the league. Yeah, but it I, is. Have you met this league? No. Yeah, do you true. know them at all? Like, they true. don't give shit? No, they just want money. That's why they're taking yeah. $500 million for an expansion team in San Diego. Yeah. Um, But I, I get it. But it just didn't look like there was a fight in the team, at least not a cohesive fight. There might have been individual players who were who were given an effort. And also, yes, Chris Penso had an absolute disaster of a game from a refereeing standpoint. But yeah. I again, I don't. Yeah, the the penalty probably changes things. It puts you in a spot early. But we came back from, against LAFC and didn't let it impact us. I, Penso was bad. Sporting Kansas City was worse. Every goal, though, was not a referee's problem. The no. penalty, okay, that was one thing. But Garikinda got it stolen. That led to a goal. Uh, Zussi just gets beat, like, in the box. That leads to a goal. And you know he gets beat because he tries to grab the dude's arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Fontas passes it right to the guy. That's four <laughs> goals, bro, where they didn't do anything. We handed those goals to them. Yeah. And there's only so many center backs or defenders that can get cut and never play for Sporting Kansas City again for making dumb mistakes. There's not enough center backs for Fontes no. to be benched forever. We can't be we can't be cutting Fonte. We can't. You know, no. we just can't afford it. Uh look, hey, this is a rare moment of optimism for me. I want you guys to join me on this and let's see what happens at Portland or at home against Portland. I'm excited because you're gonna have a rest. We're a little banged up right now, a little travel logged, if you will. Mm-hmm. Do you are you there with me? Are you a little excited for Portland? Because I am. Um, look, at me, look at these rosy cheeks. I'm so excited. I know. I don't think I'm as optimistic as you are. I think it's weird, right? I think I'm concerned about this team's ability to turn it around for one reason or another. I don't. I, again, they're it, playing better though. You see it. You see it, it happening. Not on Saturday. They weren't though. Of course, they didn't play on Saturday, dude. I think they're just exhausted, and St. Right. Louis was just too fast for them. But that shouldn't be it. It shouldn't be. Like, the lineup that we put out should have We're been... going to smoke Portland, dude. We're going to smoke. Maybe. You're going to see it happen and be like, I see it, man. Dan knows what he's talking about. On pa- Well, I know you know what you're talking about. But on paper, the team that we put out should have been better than St. Louis. They're an expansion side. And, and we had this whole, we're the real soccer capital of America. Sporting Kansas City put out this whole video. They have billboards along I-70 saying there's only one soccer capital cool video. in Kansas City. It is. You can't go out and lay an egg, though. Yeah. Like, it, that video got me pretty excited, though, I tell you yeah. that. No, it was the most exciting part of the whole game, so. It was. Um, 
I do want to talk a little bit about the game day experience and I want to talk a little bit about the fan reaction, uh, but we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, uh, I'll talk a little bit more about my experience down there and uh, what it means going forward. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Hey, uh, we are back. Um, well, I know you're not a big uh, Reddit person. <laughs> yeah, should I be? But, What's on Reddit? Do I need to be on there? Well, a lot of anger. I'll tell you that. No, I'm not. Uh, but that's just Reddit as a whole. Um, supporting Kansas City Reddit is back to being, I mean, it never really went away, but it, it, it's a full strength calling for Vermi's job again. Uh, I I think this is the most um, frustrating part of the loss, I think, for me, is if there was a chance to build goodwill back for SKC after winning in Seattle, after winning at home against Minnesota, after drawing against LAFC, you needed to, at minimum, put out a competitive team and be competitive against St. Louis City. You couldn't. You you can't go out in the very first game between these two, and not even look like you want to be there. And it's gonna be, I think, pretty easy for people who already want Vermees out to pin the reaction of that team and the performance on Peter Vermees. So that may have sealed, if it wasn't already sealed in a lot of people's minds, this game may have sealed his fate in a lot of people's minds who were already leaning that direction. That doesn't necessarily mean anything, I guess, in practical terms. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Are you are are you gonna be? I can't be at the game on Sunday. I'll have to watch it. I'll be out of town. But are you gonna be there? Oh yeah, I'll be there. I'm really interested to see the vibe of the crowd because there was that goodwill against Minnesota. Then there were people who kind of interpreted his speech after the game in sort of a more negative way. I think they are going to be potentially relatively hostile as a fan base toward Vermees on Sunday. So okay, I I I'm excited for that. That's a that's an exciting. <laughs> you know, hey, you never know what's going to pop off. I get excited when when new things happen. So yeah, uh, I I think victory comes on Sunday too, man. So I'm just I'm kind of I'm. I'm excited for the bounce back, and I'm here for the drama. Everyone's like, uh, Vermees out. Wait, maybe not. Nah, just kidding. Vermees out. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, it is true. We'll see. Now, one thing I do think that St. Louis did that's a lot better than what's 
Sporting Kansas City has done is, is kind of what I mentioned, the game day atmosphere. You walk up to the, the stadium. The, well, okay, parking, <laughs> Sporting Kansas City, one, St. Louis, zero. So we'll say that. Parking, no contest. Yeah. Game, set, match, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, it also is a lot easier when there's like flat land and nothing around your stadium, uh, basically, as there is out in uh, Kansas City, Kansas. But um, you walk up to the stadium once you do get there, and they call it a block party where they have the street closed off. They got music playing. They got performers. They got a bunch of food trucks that are out and about. They got uh, merchandise vendors. Like, they make it a whole thing. It's like if you took what happens in the Mazuma Plaza inside Children's Mercy Park, expanded it, and made it much more involved, that's what they're doing in, like, the whole area outside, starting hours before the game. And just across the street, they're fortunate enough where they have the Schlafly Pub. Schlafly is one of the breweries in, in St. Louis. And that's where, again, they close off the street there, more food trucks, they're doing raffles, they're doing merch sales, there are people going in and out, there's music, that's where the supporters tailgate is, it's all kind of right there. And then they march over to the stadium, which is right across the street, and in the stadium, the vendors, all local restaurants, actual real restaurants, not corporate food that's like, here's our Mexican stand, and here's our barbecue stand, it's like, no, real restaurants. Uh, there was a Filipino barbecue stand. There was an African stand. There was like a craft burger stand from a restaurant. There were vegan options. Uh, it, it just overall seemed like a really good game day environment. And then I'm not going to lie. It was a pretty cool pregame presentation where they shut off all the lights and they just have like red all around the stadium. And every single fan takes out their phone, turns on their flashlight, and they're kind of swaying back and forth while they're chanting St. Louis City. And it's just totally silent except for 30,000 fans chanting St. Louis City for like two straight minutes. It was like, it was really intense and kind of cool. Really? So, just, that just sounds like a Coldplay concert. <laughs> kind of. Uh, but again, it's easy in one sense because they're brand new. It's the hot new thing. Yeah. I've been... At, Live Strong Bark when Sporting was there. Sure. Will it survive when they're not good? Probably not. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just a juxtaposition to the stadium experience and the game day experience and, and what's happening at Sporting Kansas City. I just thought it was You're interesting. right. No, we've spoken, uh, and many fans have spoken about how the game day experience at Children's Mercy Park just is not what it used to be. Um, and that games just aren't as memorable or exciting or fun mm-hmm. as they used to be. Um and I, I've seen that firsthand, too. Uh, I can attest it's, it is different. Um, I still have a good time, but it's a different kind of good time than it used to be. Right. You're also a fan of the sport, right? So exactly. you go and you're like, I have a connection to the sport. I have a connection to this team. I want to continue watching this because I care about the club from a sporting standpoint, and I want to see them get better. I'm the same huh. way. If we, dude, if we continue to lose and lose and lose, I'm, I'm not going to bother selling my tickets one because no one's gonna buy them sure <laughs> but uh by the way that's a thing you can't price your tickets lower than thirty dollars a ticket um uh, they don't want yeah. you to undercut the club and guess what so my tickets didn't sell one weekend where i was out of town or something or i had a, i had an improv show and my mm. tickets didn't sell so they'd rather not you know undercut the club they'd rather have a seat empty um just that's interesting 
I, yeah. I guess they can already, from an attendance standpoint, they'll just count it as a ticket sold because it's already sold. So they don't want you yeah. to take other ticket sales away from them. No, very true. It just sucks that someone, you know, couldn't go and, and right. enjoy the game. For sure. That's not what it's about. No. But it is interesting because when I would describe the Sporting Kansas City game day experience to people six, seven years ago, we're talking 2015, 2016, um, if people weren't a soccer fan and we started talking about Sporting KC and they're like, oh, I've never been to a game. I wouldn't even bother asking, do you like soccer? Do you not? Whatever. I would be like, oh, you should go. It feels like a party when you're there. It's just a good energy and a good thing to be around. And 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 that's how you and I got hooked, having no real connection, especially me, I guess, not being from this area, like having literally no connection to the club uh, in their Wizards days, going and being like, I like the vibe of this. I want to be around it. Yeah. I wouldn't say that now. Yeah, I'd say it's hard to find more find forms of excitement um, to get new people out there, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, fans are going to come and go too. There's and it's it's sure. right. There's all different sure. kinds of fans, and I I support both of them, man. You want to be diehard, cool. You want to be a casual, that's fine. Sure. You want to be fair weather? Eh, you oh, no, you can do your thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everybody's different. It's just it's. You know, it is a bummer. I wish that they could figure it out. I think it's good to see Jake Reed out there at a tailgate and talking with fans. I hope, I hope, well, aside from when he scared me, I hope he continues to be more visible because if I had advice from a fan standpoint for Jake Reed, not that he asked me, but I would say that there is a perception among the fan base that he is, um, he just doesn't care as much about um, the fan experience as much as concessions should be better selling, making business deals. So that's what I would say the general consensus is among the fan base. And it's a very big juxtaposition. We've talked about it before to Rob Heineman, his predecessor. And Rob had the benefit of sporting Kansas city being good and competitive when he was there. But I would say Jake, should continue to get out, um, mix with fans, have an open forum maybe where just like Peter did with Cauldron earlier in the year, it would suck. You'd take a lot of beating, I'm sure, although I would say people aren't as brave in person as they are online. Have an open forum, ask me anything, have people come and say, what did you like about the game day experience before that you feel is missing now? And not make any promises, but just make people feel heard. I think that would go a long way to starting to build trust back. Just have an open forum. Dude, that sounds... I'm way too much of a coward for that shit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, also, you're getting paid handsomely to run an organization, and if people start questioning your ability to run the organization, as a segment of the fan base has been, and you're losing trust of the segment of the fan base, I would say that that would be an opportunity to turn critics into champions. That would be one person's advice as to one opportunity to turn this thing around. But yeah, nobody asked me. So, <laughs> uh, but okay, now we turn to Portland on Sunday. Portland, uh, they lost to Minnesota 1 0 um, in a, a 95th minute, 96th minute game winner. So they're going to be a little bit demoralized. This oh, is we aren't. Well, no, we definitely are. This is at home. <laughs> um, I did buy, I, you can't see it here, although I do have my new MLS. Oh, I sign. see it. 
coworker gave me. Uh, oh, I have we a wizard. We both got sign. autographs up in here. I know. I know. I, I have done. a wizard sign that I need to get put up, but I got to, you know, figure out how to get it up somewhere. Um, I did buy like the match day scarf at St. Louis because mm-hmm. I try to get a scarf from everywhere I go, but I didn't want to just buy a straight up St. Louis scarf. They had a scarf for the match. It's got the date on it, and it's got half Sporting Kansas City, half St. Louis. That's, so that's something what I we just don't do anymore. We don't do those match day scarves. Do you think St. Louis does that for every game or just for this one? I don't know. It's a good question. That's interesting. I, I, I don't know if they did it just for this one because, like, hey, this is the first real rivalry game. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, they had one, so I bought that one. So it's kinda... We are going to the return game later this fall. Gonna are you going to take the train? Or are you going to drive? Or what are you going to do? I ain't taking no goddamn train. <laughs> you should be against public transit? Yeah, I get. I ain't squeezing on that freaking metal box with people. What are you talking about? I heard about? the train's pretty good. I kind of oh, train's fine. Train. I've taken the train before to Chicago. but I, Is it? I like driving. I like having my car there. And I'll probably stay in a hotel nearby. So I'll probably, you know, well, park there. And... Yeah. If I go again, I'm not probably driving back and getting home. How do you do that? How'd you stay awake? Well, it was tough. Just walk your coffee down and just coffee, cold air, and you know, heavy rock music. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I didn't want to pay for a hotel, honestly. Um, so wow. I, I got, I made it. I would say, uh, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. They have the There's match deer out there, bro. I didn't hit any. No, well, yeah. Clearly, you're good. They didn't mess with me. So scary. Hey, you know what I'm thinking about doing? thinking about buying a scooter like a bird scooter type deal no bro not a bird scooter i'm not seven i'm talking like a freaking moped bro scooter gang okay i know a couple people that got a moped no yeah that's fine see you see me rolling up getting some freaking dole whip on a scooter gonna put putter out dole whip on a scooter we got a dole whip place here in town man and it's delicious hawaiian bros or it's like strictly Uh, only dole whip it's called Pineapple Dream, and it's many different flavors of Dole Whip. Well, Hawaiian Bros here, they got the Dole Whip. It's pretty decent, too. Yeah, but uh, they have, like, one flavor. This has, like, ten. Um, okay, well, good luck to you and your moped adventure. Scooter gang, bro. I love that journey for you. So, uh, Portland is now coming to town on Sunday. You're feeling very optimistic. I'm feeling less optimistic. I do feel like if they don't win and win in convincing fashion... Uh, this is going to turn even uglier than it already has. So, Oh, I think we win in convincing fashion because I think we have to. That's where I'm at. Okay. Well, I've tried that before this season and it didn't work out for me. So we'll see. Now, I they'll have a full week of rest, like you said. Chris Pencil probably will not be the match official. So it's two positives compared to St. Louis. Um, but What a turd of a ref. Like, how, how, can you, how can you say you were happy about your game? You know, well, no, it was a good job I did. It was pretty bad. It was a pretty bad game. Portland on the season, they're in eighth place. They have 1.14 points per game, 16 points through 14 games. They have 18 goals for, 20 goals against for a minus two goal differential. Uh, as ugly as the St. Louis game is, we are still not in last place because the LA Galaxy are worse. So they're still in last place. We're in 13th. Um, although at this point, Last week when we were like, hey, we're only three points out of a playoff line. That's doubled now to six points out of the playoff line. So it's sure. getting a little harder. Hole's getting a little deeper. Uh, this is 
This is a significant game because one of those teams tied at 16 points is Portland. You can make up three on them right now. And then we got Austin coming up soon, another team at the bottom of the playoff line. These are some huge games coming up. Yeah, 100%, man. Uh, midweek at uh, midweek FC Dallas next Wednesday. So FC Dallas midweek in Dallas uh, is decent. Yeah. Couple home games, God, they, they're just they're coming fast, aren't they? They are coming real fast. Bing bang boom. Especially since you know we got League's Cup later with Chivas coming and whatnot. So <laughs> going to that. Ain't nobody going to that. No, you're very excited for that one. Are you going uh, to that one? I'll be there. You might be one of the onlys. That bro, it's be gonna be too. dead. It will be, probably crazy dead. Especially if they're you know playing as poorly as they have been for most of the season. Right. Like, I mean, if I loved Chivas, if I was just a huge fan, I'm there. There might be more Chivas fans there than sporting if this season continues to go as it is. 100%. Uh, I'll be there. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Alan Polito may be playing against his old club. I don't know. So we'll see. But Portland kickoff 2.25 p.m. because I believe it's a Fox game because it's on Sunday. So, you know, Fox is always 25 minutes after the actual listed kickoff. Right. So. Nice little afternoon game. Taylor Twelman will not be on the call, probably calling his biased game for his hometown club. Now, is that any different than having Nate Bucati on the call for SKC, though? I He's not as biased, but it it's, it shines in there sometimes. I I mean, different people have different opinions. I actually always thought Nate did a pretty decent job of doing the right amount of homerism. He did mm-hmm. some, but he wasn't like blatant. Taylor, I wasn't watching the broadcast, but I saw some things people were saying. It sounded like there were some people taking a lot of issue with just how much. I mean, Taylor was down on the field before the game wearing a St. Louis City scarf, being honored as a St. Louis soccer legend. So, oh. yeah, it's, you know, maybe not the best look. That's like, but, con- that's serious conflict of interest, right? Like, that feels, it feels weird. Again, there's a reason Kirk Herbstreet doesn't pick the score on college game day if he's calling the game that they're talking about. So he doesn't want to. Think right. he's a, yeah, they'll do. He'll pick scores of every single other game, except then when they get to the game that he's doing, he goes, "I'm sitting this one out. I'm not picking a score. I don't want to seem biased." Interesting. But you know, to each their own. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can't tell these broadcasters to not work their their home team games. I mean, and it is a story. He is from St. Louis, so like I get why they want him to be there for a big rivalry like this. I almost just wish though they would have just had him be there and again i don't know how the setup was i wasn't watching the broadcast i was at the game but like have him be more like come in to just say what does it mean from a st louis standpoint instead of him be like an actual commentator on the match that's how i would have done it but again nobody asked me if they ask me i have all these great ideas and nobody wants to hear them yeah no one wants them dude jake jake reed had every opportunity and he uh he didn't want to talk to you at all no, I did get a couple free drinks uh, from the club. They had uh, Chad Reynolds and Hartzell were, were serving drinks, so that was kind of cool. So appreciate it. Uh, another Chad I, I heard was the uh, only media member on the uh, post-game call. Well, yeah, for the, the video. because So they did it a little differently. because Everyone was in person, right? Yeah, everyone were there, there in person, got in-person availability, and then they yeah. post-game virtual availability, and, and I don't think Chad expected it so i feel kind of bad because it would be nerve-wracking if they're like okay oh, so one-on-one you, man you and peter one-on-one after that game have Just fun small five minutes sit down right so uh you know i'm glad it was him and not me i'll say that there you go exactly thanks for <laughs> thanks for falling on that sword brother yeah but um it just sucks man it's not a it's not a 
good time right now. I hope that you're right and that we'll be back here next week talking Victory Pod, uh, previewing Dallas after a good win in Portland, but we'll see. People are feisty right now. People are feisty. Stay feisty, my friends. It's important. Stay feisty, my friends. Well, uh, again, to all of you who emailed us, I know we haven't had a chance to respond to all your emails yet. We didn't get a chance to read all of them on here, but that's because they were they were long, but that's because they were good. So okay. there were long ones. To each of you, we will try to go back and respond to each of you. Uh, if you have not yet emailed us and would like to email your thoughts, nootherpod at gmail.com. You can send us that email. If you were in St. Louis, how did you think the game day experience compared where are you at right now with the state of this club? What would you like to see happen both on field and off field? Uh, and if social's your thing, tweet us, follow us on Instagram at no other pod at Dan Kuzer at JC Mac zero three. Check us out on YouTube, KCSN soccer, where you can see this visually and uh, check out that KCSN app where you can get us right to your phone through the app. You can watch the videos there too, and leave that five-star rating and review if you haven't yet done so. But uh, yeah, until next time, He's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Jimmy and Jake Reed BFFs. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.